The world is becoming increasingly proficient at telling stories that deny God. As such, we need Thinking Christian to become as natural as breathing. Welcome to the Thinking Christian Podcast. I'm Dr. James Spencer. Through calm, thoughtful, theological discussions, Thinking Christian highlights the ways God is working in the world and questions the underlying social, cultural, and political assumptions that hinder Christians from becoming more like Christ. Now, on to today's episode of Thinking Christian. Hey everyone, welcome to this episode of Thinking Christian. Today we're going to be continuing the interview with Riley Meek of the King's Council. If you missed the first part, you can check it out. It's just the previous episode, but hopefully you'll enjoy the second half of the conversation between Riley and myself. What I believe is is the, the God-given calling on my life right now is to teach that to this next generation rising up. Um, yeah. Those that are specifically entrepreneurs or even entrepreneurs, people that are like, I know God's called me to more. I know that that there's there's something more for me. And how do we really pull that greatness out of out of each other? Um, is really just what the process of this discipleship process through the King's Council is is really truly all about. That's sweet, man. I mean, I think you know a lot of things you say there. I, I resonate with. I mean, I was just reading the Great Commission again, um, probably over the last six months. Um, I was studying it more in depth and. Um, trying to understand it a little bit better. And one of the things that I noticed immediately was that, you know, there's a therefore, therefore go. And if you look at what that's connected to, it's connected to Christ's authority. He's been given authority all thing, over all things, heaven and earth. And so discipleship is about really bringing people under the authority of Christ. It's mm-hmm. obviously it involves salvation, but that salvation doesn't mean that you get to exercise and and uh to do life on your own terms is kind of the way i like to say it right you're constantly pulling yourself back underneath that authority of christ and i think there's there are some things on that where we look at it and we go man that's going to keep me from doing stuff that i want to do but if we look at it on the flip side we say but it's going to allow me to do so many things that i don't even know i want to do right now and so discipleship comes with this amazing sort of discovery i think of opportunities that we never would have known we'd had if we just wrote on our own wit and wisdom, right? Like we just don't know what we're missing. And so, so, uh, yeah, I really great great perspective James on that, because even then, as I was going through this, you know, call out the prodigal son journey, I'm looking to the Bible as like rules and and regulations and what I can't do, what I'm not supposed to do versus perspective change mindset shift of, Oh, this is an instructional manual. It's no longer what I can't do. It's what I get to do. And if I actually right. the reason God puts these, the, you know, the, the, the yeah. law in place is, is for my benefit. Like That's that right. was, my, I, I was looking to God. Like, I really believe that how this even relates to entrepreneurship and even money, our yeah. perception of God, our perception of our creator is in direct correlation to how we approach like finances and even business. Right. Sure. I think the parable of the, the um, of the talents. Right. It's yeah. like we know that the, the guy who got one, the guy who got two, the guy who got five. They clearly yeah. said that the guy who got one and just buried, who was called wicked and lazy. He says, I knew you to be a hard man. And it's like his perception is what prevented him from actually putting to use the giftings, talents and abilities that, that he had. And so, yeah. I love that, James. So we're it's such alignment there, brother. <laughs> yeah, it's a, it's it's a real necessity. I think you know our our view of God changes everything, and so um, I'm that's encouraging to hear that you think through that because I, I do hear a lot of people sort of poo poo the money, 
you know, mm-hmm. um, and uh, I, I can remember being in jobs where we talk about, well, if there's no money, there's no mission. And that, that really sure. is true to some degree. <laughs> I mean, sure. Um, yeah. You know, one way or another, if if the world runs on money, God's going to get you the money. Uh, but yeah. we just don't often think about how he's going to get us the money. And that's what I kind of hear you honing in on is that we have these people within our community who maybe have been sort of shoved to the side and said, hey, sorry, that whole money thing doesn't work in Christianity. And you're sort of bringing them back into the fold and saying, sure, it does. Uh, and here's how it works. And this is what it needs to look like. So, you know, don't end up like the rich man in the parable of the rich man and Lazarus. Like, don't be that sort of rich person. But let's right. be, you know, maybe the reform Zacchaeus, right, who uh, made a lot of dishonest gain during, when he's tax collecting. But when he comes yeah. to Jesus, he now redisperses that money and says, it's all yours, Lord. Like, this is this is for your use. And so yes. uh, I think such an important, like the way we view money is sort of skewed, <laughs> seems to me. It so, really is. I mean, some some crazy statistics, if you don't mind me sharing, man, like go for if, it. if we really think about, um, uh, gosh, I wrote, these are in a, a book that I'd written. So I'm going to, I'm going to try to remember these off the top of my head, but so many people have, have are in credit card debt, right? Spe- specifically Christians. Yeah. Right. Sure. And so and and you know, Dave Ramsey's out here teaching people how to uh get out of debt, which I think is is great for a a, a particular type of person. If you're in debt, Dave's got some great principles, right? But right. his concept is it, it's it's almost a race to zero. It's like we're how do we get out of debt, right? Which to me it's it's the same type of Christian that says, I'm not greedy, I just need enough for me. I, I'll I just need enough for me, God. Right. And it's like, hold on. How how can we love our neighbor? Yes, we can pray for them. Maybe we can go do some chores for them. But if I know the two greatest commandments are to love the Lord my God with all my heart, soul, mind, strength, and then to love my neighbor as myself, how do I love them if I can't even pay my own rent? How do I, how do I, if we're stressed? So what, the point of this is that the enemy wants the Christian community to be broke, right? If he can't get us to, to buy into this, 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 um, oh, just try to go make tons of money right now. I think the part of the reason, I mean, Jesus talked about money more than faith. He talked about like a, a quarter of the New Testament. It has to do with money, wealth, and possessions. So right. how do we come alongside the church? I ask pastors and leaders in the church. It's like, are, if, if a fourth of, of his teachings had to do with money, wealth, and possessions because of the heart disposition, are you talking about that at least once a month? The answer really probably is no, no, right? Because unfortunately, they don't. If if they're a seeker friendly church, okay, I don't want to get into trouble on this, but if they're only looking to 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 get people in, if they're looking to get converts, we'll call them, because they're they're trying to just build their reputation and build their brand, right? They're going to just be seeker friendly, and and they don't get into the the meat of church, sure. right? They don't. What I love about the New Testament is every one of these the, the, these letters and throughout the epistles is like all of them were written to the church. They weren't written to like unbelievers. It was like, this is how we do life. This is how we yeah. grind this thing out because right. there's junk going on here. Some of you aren't aren't faithful with your money. Some of you aren't, you know, a tithing. You're not doing this. And I think the American church in particular, either they go on the total extreme, like, you know, so into this, we'll give you this green prayer cloth and it's completely moronic. Um, <laughs> right. Right. But if they just teach these principles, 
that the reason that I, we have to talk about these and the reason Jesus talked about it so much is because it's a real thing. And yeah. of all the things that, that Jesus mentioned that we cannot serve both of all the things, right? It says it, 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 we cannot serve both God and money. Yeah. Of all, like it, when you think about that or mammon, like if we talk about like right. probably a correct translation, which is like the spirit of the power of money that sure. so many people grasp onto. And yeah. so it, it's crazy that he didn't say like, you can't serve both God and the devil. You you can't serve both God and murder. You can't serve both God right. and money. Like that's it. So there are absolute warnings and there are absolute responsibilities that come with this, but it doesn't mean that we aren't supposed to have it. What's not supposed to happen is not supposed to have us. That's, that's the heart's disposition of this. And, and that's, again, comes back to just the discipleship, like for those that can handle it, right. God's going to give to those even back to the parable of the talents. He gave, gave to them according to their ability, ability, right? So when we have that, that ability to steward it well, I think that's when true advancement, that true provision can come into play to, to help fund the God-given vision of the church. Um, and that's it. That is the church, man. That's the body of Christ. Like I, I, you have incredible giftings and talents that I don't, right? And, and, and I have others that, that you may lack in. If we can collectively come together and be like, hey, we're on team Jesus, baby. Let's get this thing going. And we, we pool our, our resources and our skill yeah. sets. There's, I don't think there's anything that the enemy could do. He's going to come at us, right? But we got each other's backs to truly yeah. take territory, to bring the spoils of the world back into the kingdom and, and ultimately create that kingdom economy. Yeah, and I, I really agree with you. I think that, you know, as we look at just biblical theology overall, if you look at something like Deuteronomy 8, right, God is already warning the Israelites that these possessions can take hold of them and cause them to forget God. But he's still going to give them those possessions. They still sure. get them. What needs to change is not what they have. It's their orientation to what they have. And so right. I, I'm 100% in agreement with you. I, I think it's fantastic. Um, so you've, you've talked a little. Yeah, I mean, theology of money, I think, is uh, sort of a fascinating thing to even think through. Um, yeah. You're right. It's mentioned so often in Scripture. And the material world, um, it's that sort of what we see in front of us that causes us to live life by sight and not by faith, right? Mm-hmm. And so yeah, you, yeah. you sort of have to almost deal with it more often. Um, I guess what I'm wondering is, uh, as you think about entrepreneurship, as you think about partnering up with churches and being a catalyst to churches, how are they um, responding to this? So the theological aspect aside, I can imagine, um, and again, I, I went through seminary, and so I'm I'm kind of a theology geek. I would not call myself particularly an entrepreneur. Sure, I've had I've had opportunities to do like like I was in online education for a long time, and sort of built uh, an online department and that kind of fun stuff. So I have some level of business sense, but um, my orientation is not toward massive risk and building something out of nothing and that co creation that you talk about. It's just not me. And so I'm guessing a lot of pastors you'd run into, a lot of people at the church don't have that either. How do you help sure. them sort of get over the hump and recognize, no, this is something that that is worth a risk. This is something that we can actually help with. What does that dynamic look like for you? Yes, um, we're navigating that right now, man. And I would okay. love any feedback on this because um, 
<laughs> this is, I mean, this is where there, there's pastors that, that reach out to us and they're like, I love this. I need this. this is our, our congregation needs this, right? Those are, those yeah. are the easy ones that like, and we're, we're, you know, we, we come in and we do weekend workshops. And by the way, I don't, we don't charge for anything. We don't, I don't, I don't take a dime with like, we're flying into uh, West Virginia in a couple of weeks to, to serve a, a community there where we're doing a, a Friday evening and all day Saturday, and then a Sunday message to their local congregation. And we're going to talk about entrepreneurship. We're going to talk about money. We're going to talk about finances to, to help the, help that community to continue to grow. And, nice. and I think, you know, I never went to, Bible school or theology, but the people that I've talked to, I've asked like, how do they equip you to, to church plan, right? How do they equip you? And I'm sure there's some good resources out there, but yeah. it's usually like, okay, go now. You've got a great degree. You understand scripture, but now it's like, you have to go act as CEO of a, that's basically like you're running a company as you're yeah. this church, right? Hey, it's yeah. like, what? <laughs> so, I mean, my, my thought on this, and I, 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 like, I, I would love to maybe put together like a pastor class that is yeah. teaching teaching them, or maybe they 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 delegate somebody on the on the ministry team to like understand this. And again, I don't know everything about this. I do know how to run companies. I know how to put systems and, and processes in place. Yeah. Um, and and I think that the healthiest churches out there are not. A lot of them, I think, are ran as like the senior pastor or whatever we want to call him is like CEO. And then whatever his heart is like that, that's like what the rest of the church is like. They're they're all about missions or they're all about uh, men's ministry or they're all about uh, youth or, you know, where it's like, hold on. Sure. There's there, there's multiple segments that you need to serve in the community. Right. Right. And if we understood that, like this true like five ministry of like, okay, wh- how do we actually do this? Great. Here's your skill set for teachers. Uh, great. There's, there's those that are evangelists. Like, and I think of entrepreneurship. Mm-hmm. First off, if we actually, if we get to the root of the word entrepreneur, and, and yeah. the, I think culture has told us what an entrepreneur is, but the root word is a French word, entreprendre. And all it actually means, James, is to undertake. It goes without saying, but the Bible has changed so many lives. Take a second and think about it. If you didn't have access to a Bible or were even allowed to have one, this is a reality that many are facing. That's why I want to tell you about one of our partners, Crew. Crew has missionaries in almost every country, and they are seeing people come to know Jesus. There's just one thing they're missing, a Bible in their own language. For only $24 a month, you can provide three people with Bibles each and every month. When you sign up to provide three Bibles with a monthly gift of $24, Crew will also provide meals to 12 hungry individuals through their humanitarian aid ministry. Plus, you'll receive a free copy of my book, Christian Resistance. Simply text THINKING to 71326 to help today. That's T-H-I-N-K-I-N-G. Or visit give.crew.org backslash thinking. Again, that's give.cru.org backslash thinking. Message and data rates may apply. Available to U.S. addresses only. 
Well, good day to you. It's Joel with the King Country dropping in to let you know that our brand new film, Unsung Hero, is in theaters now. It's Luke here. We've teamed up with the creators of Jesus Revolution to bring you this adventure of a lifetime. It's a powerful, true story about a family uniting, growing in their faith, and facing the impossible together. In theaters now, unsunghero.movie for more information. Rated PG. Parental guidance suggested. It goes without saying, but the Bible has changed so many lives. Take a second and think about it. If you didn't have access to a Bible or were even allowed to have one, this is a reality that many are facing. That's why I want to tell you about one of our partners, Crew. Crew has missionaries in almost every country, and they are seeing people come to know Jesus. There's just one thing they're missing, a Bible in their own language. For only $24 a month, you can provide three people with Bibles each and every month. When you sign up to provide three Bibles with a monthly gift of $24, Crew will also provide meals to 12 hungry individuals through their humanitarian aid ministry. Plus, you'll receive a free copy of my book, Christian Resistance. Simply text THINKING to 71326 to help today. That's T-H-I-N-K-I-N-G. Or visit give.crew.org backslash thinking. Again, that's give.cru.org backslash thinking. Message and data rates may apply. Available to U.S. addresses only. What impacts you every day? There is one book that influences almost every aspect of our lives. Museum of the Bible reveals the Bible's impact on your favorite musicians and artists, the way we measure time, social justice, our national monuments, and more. The Bible's impact is all around you. Discover how at museumofthebible.org slash impact. It goes without saying, but the Bible has changed so many lives. Take a second and think about it. If you didn't have access to a Bible or were even allowed to have one, this is a reality that many are facing. That's why I want to tell you about one of our partners, Crew. Crew has missionaries in almost every country, and they are seeing people come to know Jesus. There's just one thing they're missing, a Bible in their own language. For only $24 a month, you can provide three people with Bibles each and every month. When you sign up to provide three Bibles with a monthly gift of $24, Crew will also provide meals to 12 hungry individuals through their humanitarian aid ministry. Plus, you'll receive a free copy of my book, Christian Resistance. Simply text THINKING to 71326 to help today. That's T-H-I-N-K-I-N-G. Or visit give.crew.org backslash thinking. Again, that's give.cru.org backslash thinking. Message and data rates may apply. Available to U.S. addresses only. What impacts you every day? There is one book that influences almost every aspect of our lives. Museum of the Bible reveals the Bible's impact on your favorite musicians and artists, the way we measure time, social justice, our national monuments, and more. The Bible's impact is all around you. Discover how at museumofthebible.org slash impact. Okay. So I really believe we, as, as human beings, we're born entrepreneurs. Like, sure. we, if, if we're willing to grab a hold of it, right? Yeah. Like, but so many of us, culture, I think society has, has taught us, even indoctrinated us, if I dare say that, uh, to, to not be undertakers, Right. It, it, here's here's an interesting stat. In 1913, okay, in 1913, and this, this is in America, 
97% of the, of the population were considered what culture would call entrepreneurs or business owners, self-employed, right? We're now 110 years later. uh, That number is completely reversed, right? So only 3% of people in that population were considered employees, right? Now that number is completely inversed. And part of it is because the whole industrial revolution, they needed people to work a, you know, what's the minimum amount we could pay somebody to, to do this task, over and over and over and over again. And now, and then they, the school system has, was put in place then because in 1913, you went to school until about the seventh grade and then you took on your father's business, a blacksmith or a sure. farmer, something like that. And and then they started to create employees, right? Now, nothing wrong if you're an employee, but I, when I look through the Bible, I look at this, look at the scripture again, operating manual, how we do life, culture, society, has has a lot of of uh, pressures of what we're told, like go to school, get a college education, um, and and then you know you go get a, a job. I don't see that that philosophy throughout Scripture. Right now, I see four types of people in the Bible. I see masters, I see laborers, I see slaves and servants. If we think about the, the types of people out there, and and so many of us are a slave to mammon because we, we, and then again, there's nothing wrong if, if you went to school to and have school sure. debt or anything like that. Right. But we, we plan for it now in America. It's like you, you have to go $200,000 in debt right. to hopefully get a job that you pay off. It, it's like, why the enemy is, is putting us in debt, putting us as slaves to this concept because what if we had the means to to go do go to the mission field to go do the things to truly do to spread the gospel right but we can't because we got bills right we got we got family to take care of we have responsibilities right. which yeah. is honorable but could there be a better way and this is again my heart to to help people that maybe are in a job and they know that they're called to more, like they, but they can't because they're eight hours a day, five days a week in a job only just to get by. But could we help them create a side hustle, right? Could we help them create something that adds value to the marketplace that somebody will provide money back? Even, even for you, like you're talking about how do we create these, these business right. endeavors that fund these things? What if yeah. we no longer had to like beg people as missionaries, but we created right. businesses that were self-sustaining so we right. could go do what God has actually called us to do. Um, And again, it's just, it's, it's a mindset shift. Like we're just like, Oh, and it takes a little bit of time just to kind of audit our thoughts on, we just, we just usually accept what culture and society tells us. And then we read the Bible and it's like, well, we try to live this life uh, through that lens, but sometimes the pressures of the world and culture are, are preventing us from truly living this life out the way the Bible actually tells us how. Senior, as you're talking, I mean, one of the things I found fascinating is um, just thinking about Paul and his willingness to be a tent maker. Yeah. You know, I think maybe some people have the impression that he's a tent maker because the churches weren't giving to him. But Mm. that isn't exactly what Paul says. Right. He says he's given up that right uh, so that he did not hinder the gospel among them. In other words, he's doing the tent making for the people he's ministering to. 
Now, at some yes. point, he's saying, look, the you shouldn't muzzle the oxen while he's treading terrain here. Like, there is a, a, you know, a material reward that those who minister spiritually should get. And so he's not letting the people off the hook, but he's also not allowing it to be a hindrance. He's not mm. forcing the people who are going to be served to pay for the service up front before they get it. <laughs> right. Yes. Like I have so something spiritual edifying to say to you, if only I had just a little something right here, then I could give right. it to you. That's not what right. he's doing. You know, he's like, nope, I'll go make tents. I'll make a living and I'll do this. And so I good. think it's just such an interesting paradigm to be thinking through and, um, and an important paradigm. I, I think, you know, as you work with churches, I can, I'm sure that you'll run into folks who are a little leery of this concept. And, uh, but I, you know, personally, when I've worked with it, um, and again, I was, I, I did online education at a nonprofit institution. And so we were a for-profit entity within a nonprofit institution. And I was always very cognizant that we were helping the nonprofit side. Sure. You know, we knew that some of the profits that we were going to earn, were going to go over to the nonprofit side to help subsidize what everybody else was doing. And that was okay. Like we understood that. And I, so I think this model we're running now with the LLCs and the nonprofit makes sense to me in that perspective. And I think it could work for a lot, a lot, a lot of churches. Um, yeah, absolutely. Understanding how to structure it, understanding who to run it, understanding how to get it, like all those things can be just hurdles that your organization probably can help people get through. <laughs> and, yeah. And, and I think it's fantastic the work that you're doing, brother. Yeah, so, um, but just, yeah. I, I love thinking about um, Paul as a tent maker. Like I bet no, he awesome. was, he was, I bet he was the best. Imagine him selling a tent to somebody. <laughs> right. Like he's like, look at this tent. Like, it's the, the lambskin, double stitch, right. like both sides. I could just see him right, right. convincing somebody to buy his tent versus somebody else's. So. He's got the gospel <laughs> written on the inside of it or something. Right. I mean, he's, you know, <laughs> he just can't help himself. So good. <laughs> well, man, I, how how can people find more about you? Like, where would you like to route them? We'll we'll put it in the show notes, but just um, sure. what do you got going on that you'd like people to connect with? Yeah, so uh, joinkingscouncil.com, just for the individual listening to this. Um, we've got, we're launching our app this next week and tons of free resources that we provide. We do, you know, weekly Bible studies. We do coaching calls for entrepreneurs. We have courses on, uh, we call it Burn Your W-2. Like, I don't even know how to, a business, like never even thought of that because school doesn't train you for that. I know people with MBAs that have no clue how to start a business, Right. And, and it's like just practical real life application that, that we help individuals. And, and, you know, one of the things that we're doing to really serve the church, James, one thing that I found out is a lot of, I talk about the kingdom economy. Mm-hmm. And uh, the reason I talk about this a lot is because a lot of Christians just are not loyal to each other. You know, scripture tells us that we're, 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 we're supposed to sow on good soil, right? So if we think about that from like, not only, you know, we're, we're, we're spreading the gospel and, and, you know, we're, we're sowing into people that way, but also just from our, our dollar bill standpoint, who do we, who do we intentionally choose to sow into to, uh, to help them, right? Like for a product or a service. And so, you know, I think one of the things that a lot of churches I found out don't have like business directories because we could sit here and, and start to name off like, kingdom owned and operated businesses and we'd probably get to like three or four other than the friends that we know and it's like right. man 
Yet we we flippantly will go buy whatever we want at Target or at whatever because we're not being intentional with where who we're sewing into. Mm. So imagine if if we knew that I needed a local painter or I needed a, a my lawn mode. Why wouldn't I go to people in my church first? Yeah. And yeah, so yeah. into them, because naturally, you don't even have to believe in God for this to work. If you just believe in math, if they're actually tithing, <laughs> right. the tithe will increase, right? And then hopefully they're sowing above and beyond. And so right. we provide as a, a free resource. It's kingdomdirectory.com, um, where you can cool. find, you know, just think of it like an Angie's List for Christian-owned businesses. And so we provide churches, congregations, this. So it would be like kingdomdirectory.com forward slash uh summit church or whatever your church is. And then people, you could actually go in and say, Oh, I can find somebody within my local congregation intentionally. sow into them. And hopefully then, I mean, some of our qualifications is that you're committing to tithing, you're committing to generosity. Um, And that's just a thing that we provide again, as a free resource uh, to individuals, but even to churches, like we want to come alongside to help them uh, to increase the tithe and, and then hopefully help them grow in their efforts uh and then the vision of that pastor or that that leader uh within that community and so um yeah join kingscouncil.com kingdomdirectory.com and uh that's that's where we can you can find more about us and what we got going on sweet man well uh also check out the king's council podcast um i listened like i said i listened to a few episodes um i was telling riley before the interview i listened to a few episodes and really enjoyed them so king's council podcast great podcast check it out too and uh riley thanks for being here man this was a great conversation really appreciate you being on and uh yeah it was awesome to meet you great thank you james it's been a pleasure yeah hey thanks everybody for listening and we'll catch you on the next episode of thinking christian just want to take a second to thank the team at Life Audio for their partnership with us on the Thinking Christian podcast. If you go to lifeaudio.com, you'll find dozens of other faith-centered podcasts in their network. They've got shows about prayer, Bible study, parenting, and more. Do you ever hear sayings make their way through the culture and the church that seem nice in theory, but are actually theologically problematic? My name is Shara Donahue, and I'm the host of The Bible Never Said That, a podcast where we examine these popular sayings under the lens of biblical truth. We cover sayings like, God won't give you more than you can handle, time heals all wounds, and follow your heart. We also spend time exploring how people use Bible verses out of context. If you want to grow in discernment and truth, join us and subscribe at lifeaudio.com.